Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Monday, September 28th, 2020. Stand up for your country. Big week. I know I'm going to work way too hard this week. So we got the Democratic debate and um, the Democratic debate. We got the presidential debate. I think I got the Democratic thing on my mind because the pressure is on Joe Biden, the Democratic candidate. Um, so what I'm going to do here is we're going to have a preview today. Then tomorrow we're going to do a setup that's going to begin around five in the afternoon, a little earlier than usual for uh, BillOReilly.com premium members. You guys watching on the other outlets, including the first TV, um, we'll have a run-up, taped run-up to our election coverage thus far because we're going live right after the debate. The debate's going to be 9 to 10.30. All right, about 10.33, I'm going to go on live. And all of our outlets will be able to see it. Everybody's going to be able to see it, okay? Um, so if your friends are uh, not tuned in to BillOReilly.com or the first TV, say, look, you can waste your time watching cable TV, and it will be a colossal waste of time. They'll have panels, they'll have people, and they're all going to be party-generated. They're not going to give you independent um, analysis. I'm not going to have anybody but me. This going to be me. And I'll tell you the truth. If either of the candidates wins big, I'll tell you. If they lose big, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I'll back it up. And during the debate, I'll be tweeting at Bill O'Reilly, at Bill O'Reilly. And our tweeting is uh, basically commentary on the spot. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, that's fun. Okay, so all of that's going to happen tomorrow night, 29th of September. This is the biggest day in the campaign. And uh, I hope you're with us. And then, of course, the rest of the week, we'll be analyzing, reading your comments and all of that. So um, I'm going to get to the debate preview in a moment. But first, I want to go over the Supreme Court situation. So I'll bring you up to date. Um, October 12th, the hearings begin in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, you know, I'm not going to read all the senators, but the majority leader is uh, Lindsey Graham. And Lindsey Graham is a bright guy. So that's a plus for the Republicans. The minority ranking member of the committee is Dianne Feinstein, 87 years old. I think she's well past her prime. Uh, the three senators on the Judiciary Committee that will make a difference, and in my opinion, will be Ted Cruz, Joshua Hawley, he's from uh, Missouri, and Joni Erst, who is locked in a very tight race in Iowa and needs to distinguish herself in these hearings. On the other side, the Democratic side, the three that are going to be prominent are um, Kamala Harris. She's still a senator. So she's going to unload on uh, Judge Barrett, that's for sure. Maisie Hirano, a wild card bomb thrower from Hawaii, and Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut. So it's, it's like a, a basketball game. There's no back and forth, back and forth. And, uh, of course, we'll be all over that. So then, 10 days later, there is a vote in the committee. It'll be party lines, okay? And because the Republicans have more in the committee, the uh, Judge Barrett will be um, uh, win that vote and go on to the full Senate. October 26th, five days before Halloween, the full Senate should vote. 
And if all goes according to plan, the Republican plan, uh, Judge Barrett will become Justice Barrett. You are listening to a free excerpt from BillOReilly.com's No Spin News broadcast, where you can actually see me. We'll be right back after this message. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with the Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Now, the big thing here is the left is desperate because of all this. There's really no deviation now, unless there's a blow-up. And yes, they'll, they'll try to trump up something, they being the, the left and the Democratic Party. They, they don't want uh, Amy Coney Barrett to be on the Supreme Court because she is a conservative woman, a woman of faith. And the Democratic Party are secularists. They're progressives. They have nothing in common at all with religious, traditional Americans. Nothing. It's like two separate countries. So they don't want Ms. Barrett, and they're desperate. You can see this on television now. It's been a little muted, and I'll tell you why in a moment, but just roll a tape on that. Amy Comey, (laughs) we'll all be saying this name a lot, I'm sure, because she's a nut. Religion. I was right about what too. Amy, <laughs> sorry, but Amy Comey Barrett, Catholic, really Catholic. I mean, really, really Catholic, like speaking in tongues. Members of the group People of Praise swear a lifelong oath of loyalty called a covenant to one another and are assigned and are held accountable to a personal advisor called a head for men and a handmaid for women. The group teaches that husbands are the heads of their wives and should take authority over the family. All right, that was Nicole Wallace, uh, MSNBC, who was once Governor Jeb Bush press secretary in 1999. She served in that position. So Ms. Wallace has become an extremist left-wing individual. Now, I don't know her very well. I mean, and a few times I did run into her, very nice. Um, she was well-respected as Jeb Bush's press secretary, but now she's really, really far left. And, you know, you can say, well, she works for MSNBC and she's assuring a paycheck. I I don't know that, but it has been a dramatic move on the part of Ms. Wells. Mar, you know, that's AT&T, by the way, who continues to put on this kind of extremist stuff, anti-Catholic stuff. That's AT&T. All right, I did cancel my Optimum um, because I'm just, I can't. I can't support corporations. I'm not calling for boycott. I'm not a boycotter. But me as an American, I can't support that kind of stuff. And I'm not offended as a Catholic by what Bill Maher said. I'm not. All right, I'm secure in my faith. I feel sorry for Bill Maher. If there is a judgment day, I wouldn't want to be Bill Maher. That's all I'm going to say about it. Um, so you'll hear more and more of this, this, uh, cult they're going to try to make Judge Barrett be a member of. It's not what it appears to be, you know, but I'm going to let her define it rather than I define it. Let her do it. 
But you're going to hear a, a, a bunch of this stuff. And, you know, if they get really vicious, as uh, Senator Feinstein did in the confirmation hearing for the Court of Appeals that Judge Barrett was appointed to, I mean, Feinstein's pretty vicious. You know, the dogma lives loudly in you. So what? I mean, everybody's entitled to believe whatever dogma they want. And if they express their belief, it's none of your business, Senator. None of your blanket business. Got it? Got it, Senator? Quick break. Back with a final thought in a moment. Support for this podcast comes from Dropbox Business. Think about the people you work with. You're all supremely different, which is why Dropbox designed a new workspace where whatever works best for you works best for your team where every file and app connect. Tasks not only assign work, but also help organize it, where you can create new decks, spreadsheets, and even launch video calls without ever needing to leave your workspace. That's Dropbox Business, a space for teamwork your way. Visit dropbox.com slash teams at work for a 30-day free trial. Okay, final thought of the day. Killing Crazy Horse, huge hit. Thank you all very much for supporting the book. Enormous sales in the first three weeks. Now, on Amazon.com, 91% of the reviews of Killing Crazy Horse say it's an excellent book. But the first review you see kills the book. Awful book. Okay. I went, this is so weird. Why is that the first review that people see when they go to Amazon.com? If 91% of the reviews are excellent, why is this the first one? Here's what happened. I had my investigators look in. Guy who wrote the review does historical book reviews, you know, he does that as a hobby, I guess. And he's got people who read them. So he hatchets, pardon the pun, killing crazy horse. And then he sends out an email to his people saying, go to Amazon and tell them that you like this review. This review was helpful. So 130 of them do. And the algorithm at Amazon says if you have that many people commenting on a review, it gets put up there. So it's a whole big con. One guy wants to hurt the book, sends an email out to his people who read his reviews. Maybe there's 200 of them. And 130 go to Amazon and say, oh, yeah, it was helpful to try to hurt Killing Crazy Horse. Now, it's not Amazon's fault. They have thousands of books. In fact, Amazon has single-handedly saved the publishing industry because there are hardly any bookstores left. And, you you know, to go to Costco and Sam's and all that, Walmart, I mean, it's a zoo now with a mask and all of that. I mean, it's crazy. So Amazon's saving the publishing industry. It's not their fault. But the cons on the Internet never end. Now, Am I mad about that? I'm not happy about it because a casual person going in reads, I don't want to buy Killing Crazy Horse, when 91% of the people love it. A lot of deceit in this world. Tomorrow, the debate. Tweeting live time, immediately after, live analysis. See you then.